principles and the governing scripture that sheds light on the topic of stewardship is found in the book of 1 Corinthians chapter 4 and verse 2. I'll read verse 1. It says, 1 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 1, and then 2. It says, Let a man so account of us as of the ministers of Christ and stewards of the mysteries of God. And then finally, the governing scripture that really sheds light on it all. It says, Moreover, it is required in stewards that a man be found faithful. You know, we can talk a lot about a lot of other things that the steward is entrusted with, such as, you know, being able to properly manage their time, uh, properly manage the money and the blessings of God that he has given us, and the talents. But it all stems from the simple topic of faithfulness, being faithful, um, and God values faithfulness so much that the Bible describes him being angered with the people of Israel because of their unfaithfulness. The Bible describes, there's a scripture in the Bible that God says, he's talking to the children of Israel, and he says, you go whoring after other gods. It's such... It's such a huge topic and it's something that's very close and dear to the heart of God that he used such language to describe the people of God because of their unfaithfulness to him. And it all stems from the simple topic, the simple essence of being faithful to the house of God, being faithful to God, being a steward requires of us to be faithful. We ought to be faithful to the house of God. We ought to be faithful to the things of God. We ought to be faithful in our prayer lives and be faithful to the word of God. And one of the things that the Bible describes that on that day of judgment, those that make it into heaven, he is going to say, well, good and faithful servant, enter thou into the joy of of the Lord. And so if we are not faithful, then we cannot expect to make it into heaven on that day. We've got to be faithful to the house of God. We've got to be faithful to Him. And I'm sure there's when it comes to the topic of faithfulness, it is of absolute essence that we are faithful. Um, there's, There's a saying that a man is only good as his word, his reputation goes before him. And in Proverbs 22, 1, it says, A good man, a good name is rather to be chosen than great riches and loving favor rather than silver and gold. And so we build up our reputation by being consistent, by being faithful to the house of the Lord. That's, that's where uh, dependability comes into play. It's through faithfulness. It's being a good steward. And the Bible says in 1 Corinthians 4, 2, that it is required in a man, in stewards, that a man be found faithful. We've got to be faithful, and it's through faithfulness that all the other things in life will just simply be a byproduct of being faithful. And so 
in the topic of time, we know that the, the Bible describes that life is simply but a vapor. In James chapter 4, verse 13 and 14, it goes on to describe that you can't just simply do what you want to do and not and not take heed to the voice of God. It says, go to now ye that say today or tomorrow we will go into such a city and continue there a year and buy and sell and get gain. Whereas ye know not what shall be on the morrow. For what is your life? It is even a vapor that appeareth for a little time and then vanisheth away. And so when we are faithful to the house of God, we are able to hear the voice of God. We are able to take heed to them, the voice of God, so that he can lead us and he can guide us in this life so that we don't make mistakes and we don't live this life in regret. But we have to be faithful to the house of God. In Matthew chapter 24, verse 35, it says, Heaven and earth shall pass away, but my words shall not pass away. We cannot place our treasures in this earth. We cannot place our future in this earth. You know, I was raised in a home. My, my mother and my father uh, taught us very well to be ambitious, to get ahead of life, to not waste our time. But at the end of the day, we cannot forget that this world is not our home. We are as pilgrims, and the pilgrims came to this land. We are as pilgrims just passing through this land. It's just but a vapor. And then tomorrow, we don't know what will hold. We don't know the future. We don't know what tomorrow holds. But if we put our eyes on God, He can lead us and He can guide us into that perfect will that He has for us. And in Ephesians chapter 5, verses 15 through 16, it says, See then that ye walk circumspectly, not as fools, but as wise. And then it says, Redeeming the time, because the days are evil. What does that mean to redeem the time? What that means is when an opportunity presents itself, when the word of God goes forth such as it is today, you take advantage of that time. You take advantage of that opportunity that God gives you and that God gives me. And we walk into the perfect will of God. We take heed to the voice of God and we redeem that time. When God opens up a door for you, you simply walk in. Because if you walk the other way, that door may not be open on down the road. And so we redeem the time. We take advantage of that opportunity. We need to use our time right. We are just but pilgrims walking through this land. Yeah. This 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 world is just a temporary. Yeah. yeah. But the Bible says, a heaven and earth shall pass away, but God's word shall never pass away. And so we Pray ought to Lord. use our time right. We can do this and we can do that for our lives. We can get a better job. And we can make it as far as we can in this life. But in the end, heaven and earth shall pass away. But God's word shall stand forevermore. And so we got to take heed to the voice of God. And not place our treasures on this earth. 
but to examine ourselves, to take self-inventory, and to ask ourselves, how am I using my time? Am I using my time effectively? Am I using my time for the things of God? Or all am I doing is simply putting my time towards my ambitions? Am all am all my using my time with is to please the flesh and to please the self nature that what I want and I want to do this and I want to do that and I want to get this high in life and yet we ignore the fact of the scripture that says heaven and earth shall pass away but my word shall stand forevermore. We've got to use our time right and it's through faithfulness. It's through faithfulness and he feeding the word of God that we can effectively use our time right. Hallelujah. And on the topic of money, we ought to make preparation for the future. I was thinking of this, and I was thinking of a a preaching. This this preacher, elderly preacher, and he had made a comment in his preaching. It was quite funny, actually. He said, you know, the reason why I don't have no teeth and he had dentures. He said, the reason I don't have no teeth is because I know that God's coming and so what's the use? What's the point? But we ought to make preparations for the future. Even though God is coming it doesn't mean that we can just simply let ourselves go and just squander our money and squander our time and just squander everything, all the resources that God has given us. But we have to be effective. We have to be good stewards of the money and the blessings that God has given us. And is it exemplified in the chap- in chapter 41 of Genesis through the life and the story of Joseph? That Joseph interpreted the dream of Pharaoh, the king of Egypt at that time. God gave Pharaoh some dreams, one after another. The Bible describes this chapter that he, he dreamed a dream. And out of the river came seven cows fatted at first and they were well fed and then after that out of the river came seven more cows but skinny and malnourished the bible describes that those malnourished cows begin to eat and devour those ones those other cows that were well fed and the bible describes that he fell asleep again and he dreamed another dream and seven ears of corn that would that looked good to the eye that they sprang up out of the stock of the field. And then after a short time, seven more corn sprang up out of the field that looked, that looked nasty and just not even um, neutralized. They didn't have well nutrients. And the Bible describes that those seven bad corn ate the seven good corn. And Pharaoh was troubled and he began to talk to all his servants and all to his magicians and began to ask him, what meanest this? What does this dream mean? And the Bible describes that there was a servant, the butler of Pharaoh began to tell him, there was a man while I was in jail by the name of Joseph who interpreted the dreams of both myself and the baker. And these dreams came to pass. I was restored and the baker was hanged just as Joseph interpreted the dream. And so Pharaoh commanded Joseph to come forth and 
interpret the dream that he had. And so Joseph, being full of the Holy Ghost, began to interpret the dream of Pharaoh. He said, the seven calves, the seven good calves that you have are going to be seven years of plenty. There's going to be plenty of resources. There's going to be plenty of food that springs forth from the field. And you have to take stock. You have to take take all this food that's going to be coming in those seven years of plenty and store them in preparation for the seven years of famine. Those seven malnourished cows are represented seven years of famine. And so you have to make preparation for those good years that you'll be able to go through those seven bad years of famine. And, and it's like in it to this life, we all go through our ups and we all go through our downs. But when God just starts to begin to pour out his blessings, it's not, it doesn't give us license to simply take those blessings of God and just begin to squander it and squander it. And all of a sudden we go through some hard times in life and wonder where God was and God was saying, I've been pouring out the blessing to make you prepare for the future for those hard times so that you can go through those hard times and you don't have to look to me anymore because I've already given you the blessings. But what have you done with the resources? What have you done with the blessings that I have already given you? To carry you through those hard times. And so we have to make preparations. We have to save. We have to save our money. We have to use our money right. And for the things of God, tithing and offering comes first. And I believe my life is a true testament. And Pastor absolutely has said some testimonies of himself in his life. That when you put God first, he will take care of everything. The Bible describes that he gives us a sound mind. He gives us a head on our shoulders. And so that when we come to the house of God and we leave, we don't leave the same way that we came in, but we leave renewed in the power of his might and the power of his spirit. And we can have a sound mind to make decisions, the right decisions in our life so that we can go through those hard times in life. We can build upon those blessings, those years, those times of plenty, and we can store it in the bank to take us through those hard times that we go through in life. Come on. In the book of Luke, chapter 14, verses 28, it says, For which of you, intending to build a tower, sitteth not down first, and counteth the cost, whether he has sufficient to finish it. I believe it is imperative for everyone who has a job to have a budget. Yeah. Yeah. Talk to him. Yeah. The Bible is saying we ought to count the cost. How much is this going to cost? Yeah. Not just in money. How much is this going to demand of my time? Can I actually realistically do that which I'm setting out to do? Or am I just simply squandering my time? Or am I squandering my money? We have to count the cost. Repair a budget not only for our money, but also our time. We have to count the cost. So at the end, we're not looking back and regret saying, oh, I didn't see this, that this would happen. We have to count the cost. We have to make preparations for our future. Amen. And the Bible describes... On the topic of talents, 
the talents that God has given you. Whether it's one or more than one, use the talents that God has given you. The Bible says in the book of Matthew chapter 25, it goes on to describe, and I'll just read it. For the kingdom of heaven is as a man traveling into a far country who called his own servants and and delivered them and delivered unto them his goods. And unto one he gave five talents, to another two, and to another one. To every man according to his several ability, and straightway took his journey. Then he that had received the five talents went, and what did he do? He says, and traded with the same, and made them other five talents. And likewise, he that received two, he also gained other two. But the one that had only received one talent, what did he do? It says, but he that had received one went and digged in the earth and hid his Lord's money. And the Bible describes that when, when this man came back into his servants to reckon with them, to take accounting, to take inventory of the talents that he had given them. The Bible describes that the five had doubled his. The two, the man that had two talents, was given two talents, multiplied his and got more talents. But yet the one that had only gotten one talent went and did nothing with it. And the Bible describes that he commanded that there's other servants that have been given talents. He said, take from the one because he has done nothing with this talent. And the Bible describes that he that hath much, much is required. Hallelujah. When you have a talent, when you have a talent for God, you've got to use it or you will lose it. It's as simple as that. This is Bible right here. We have to use the talents that God has given us. Do not squander the talents that God has given you. Do not squander the time that God has given you. Do not squander the money, the blessings that God has given you. But be a good steward. Be faithful to the house of God. Be faithful to the things of God. And God will give you more and more and more as long as you continue to walk in His light. Hallelujah. Amen. In Luke chapter 12, verse 47 through 48, there's so many scriptures that just reemphasize these points. And it says, And that servant which knew his Lord's will and prepared not himself, neither did according to his will, shall be beaten with many stripes. But he that knew not and did commit things worthy of stripes shall be beaten but with few stripes. And it says, For unto whomsoever, whomsoever much is given, of him shall be much required. And to whom men have committed much of him, they will ask the more. If God has given you something, if God has given you a talent, you ought to lose it. It would benefit you. It would benefit your family to use the talents that God has given you. And God will require that of you. He will give you time to use your talents. But at the end of the day, if you don't use what God has given you, it will be taken from you and given to another who has made use 
God has made you a promise. Yeah. Like he did the children of Israel and saying, I will give you a land. But you do nothing about it. You ain't going to get it. You have to act yeah. upon what God has not only spoken to you, yeah. but what God has given you. Faithfulness is the key and the governing element in a good steward. Faithfulness. Faithfulness sits so dear to the heart of God. Being faithful. Yeah. Right. If you are married and your spouse was unfaithful, uh-huh. how would you think of them? All right. God the Bible describes as was ready to write the bill of divorcement from his people for the lack of faithfulness. And I'm sure there's some of you who probably wouldn't think twice to think on that same note how God was thinking because of the children of Israel, of their unfaithfulness, because of their lack of faithfulness to God. But yet when we bring it back home and apply it to our lives, we can really truly understand the element of being faithful to God. Being faithful to our wives, faithful to our to our husbands. Faithfulness is a key element, yeah. is a governing element, and is so dear yeah. to the heart of God. Yes, and if you want to be a good Hallelujah. steward, you ought to be faithful. Yeah. God can put so many things in your hands and you can just be so full of resources to do this and to do that and you can pick up one thing and try to do it and then put it down but it is a good steward that is faithful faithful that will see himself until the end right it's faithfulness that will see us to the end yes sir and on that day god will say well done thou good and faithful servant enter now into the joy of the Lord why don't we go and stand today and worship God one more time God we worship you Lord we praise you Lord we magnify you we glorify you Lord help us to be faithful faithful unto your word I'm faithful God unto the house of God I'm faithful to prayer needs. I'm faithful to reading your word. Faithful God to getting on my knees and praying before you. Faithful to the house of God. Faithful God unto everything that you've called us to be. Oh, let us be faithful to you, God. Oh, to be good stewards of all that you have entrusted us with. Let us be faithful to the house of God. In Jesus' name, we worship you. Oh, we praise you, oh God. We magnify you, Lord. Oh, we glorify you, Jesus. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Let's take a few more moments. Come on, we're in the hurry. I want to make things right for you today. I 
God today to purpose in my heart to use that for you, God, and to be faithful in all those that you have given me. Oh, to be faithful to you, God. In Jesus' name, hallelujah. Oh, in Jesus' name, we worship you. Oh, we praise you, oh God. We magnify you, oh Lord. We glorify you. Oh, let us be faithful to the house of God. And let us be faithful to the things of God. Oh, let us not look back, but continue to look forward unto all that you have given us. Oh, in Jesus' name, let us look forward and be faithful to you, God, every single day. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. As you take a few moments, why don't you just, if you're not praying, should you just reach across the aisle, shake someone's hand, tell them how glad you are to see them. God bless you.